Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, hello, hello. Um, happy Friday, happy day. Whenever you're listening to this, happy almost BravoCon. Um, if you've been following along on our fashion journey, which I've never felt so douchey saying that, Abby and I are trying to figure out what to wear, but don't worry, we're figuring it out. But until then, let's talk about Southern Charm. And first, programming note, this episode is sponsored by Organifi. Yes, um, thank you. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> Just a little thing. Um, let's dive into Southern Charm, though. And you know what, Vanessa? I think we should just take a moment and pray because that can fix you. Oh my God. I, I'm, man, Taylor kind of has a savior complex, I feel like, you know, her being a nurse. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And she being attracted to Schwartz, who is like a Mm -hmm. man child himself. Like, I feel like she thinks through God and prayers that she could save Shep and make him the man that she wants him to be. I 100% think that. I think she likes also like, like fixing people, taking care of people, like knowing that she's a nurse and she doesn't want to quit that job, even though like Shep wants her to. Um, just that whole part was just kind of like a lot when she was like, just do what I do and pray. And I don't blame Austin for getting up and be like, I can't fucking listen to this. Like he's horrible to her. And she's like sitting there like trying to help him get through everybody, basically criticizing him for the way that he is to her. And yeah, I think he needs to just sit there and listen to it. Uh, yeah, I totally, again, we're agreeing with Austin. I also, I mean, we so cannot, weird. we cannot not mention before this moment, the toddler fight that Craig and oh Austin had. It felt like it was in slow-mo, which made it that much. Well, funny. I have two boys. Um, well, I have three boys, but I have two like mobile boys. Um, and that is like exactly how they fight. Like it's, it was just like, uh. I could see it though. I think Austin and um, Craig really do have like a brotherly love friendship where like, and you go through like with siblings times where like you really are very mad at them. And maybe it is, you just don't talk to them. Cause we know that like Austin and Craig weren't talking for a little bit, but they always seem to like kind of come back to one another. And then it's like nothing like happened. It just, they have very much like a sibling brother relationship, including the fight, the physical fight. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I like that they were like done with it. Sometimes yeah. men just have to like punch each other and then get over with it. Um, so I found that entertaining. I also, again, another Austin moment. I loved him comparing free Taylor <laughs> to making a Britney Spears reference in terms of Shep wanting to control Taylor. It made me giggle. I was not expecting that. 
So Austin's getting a lot of like bonus points. This is the beauty of Bravo though, guys. Like I'm, I'm notorious flip flopper. I'm not. So I'm ride or die for a few housewives, but everyone else is kind of fair game. One minute I may hate you. One minute I may like, huh, maybe I like you. So that's just kind of the beauty of Bravo, in my opinion. Um, Do you feel that way, Abby? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, we'll get into it. But like, I'm also feeling that way with Erica Jane right now. Um, But yeah, with Austin, like I strongly disliked him. He's giving me nothing to dislike. You know, I'm I am agreeing with him. I like the way he's just saying stuff in the moment, not like. Because they always say, like, Austin's a big gossiper. We've seen that from, you know, Winter House and Summer House. Um, we've just seen him act like that. I kind of like that he's saying all this in the moment. Yeah, he is saying stuff behind Shep's back, but it's all stuff he's saying to his face, too. He's just kind of, like, reprocessing it with friends um, with Shep not around. I'm I'm fully enjoying Austin, and it's kind of it's weirding me out. You know what I think it is? I think it's when he's, okay, so he's kind of with Olivia, but he's, I would consider him single. I think he so con- I considers think, himself single. Yeah, yeah. I feel like single Austin may be what's pleasant. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. if that's like the thing that might be pleasant. So I, I just thought found that, um, found that enjoyable. So the key, the meat of this episode is we have a fight between Naomi and Vanita. It essentially comes up like the group is having a great time. Um, Taylor. Olivia, Vanita, Craig, Austin go um, shrimp, like diving, fishing for shrimping. Shrimping. Thank you. I was like, what's the term for this? And then the rest of the group goes golfing. They have like this lovely dinner where their shrimp is like being made, like taken and cooked and all this good stuff. Um, And while they were shrimping, Craig like admitted, you know, he had like a really adult conversation that Naomi does trigger him and kind of sets him off based on things from his past relationship. And, you know, Olivia and Vanita were like listening. I'm like, yeah, well, you got to let that go or, you know, gave him some good advice there. So, of course, they're getting along. Everything's going great. And Naomi decides to relive the night before about food and Bev. That was such a like shit disturbing moment, too. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like she was getting so mad at him. I'm like, why? Because like everyone's like, wow, this is a really nice dinner. And so instead of just being like, yeah, this is really nice. Like, let's just enjoy this. She has to say to Craig what's the, what's different about you tonight versus last night? And I just like, she was just trying to bring up the night before and how upset, you know, everybody got and how upset Craig got. And I think too, what was interesting is, so I think, you know, Vanita even said like, this isn't the Craig that Naomi described to me. Like, I think she actually likes Craig as a friend, nothing like more than that. And so I think she was starting to feel a bit bad for him. Like, you know, everyone's enjoying it in this moment. Like Naomi brought it up. She knows Naomi's triggering for him. A comment like that would trigger anybody. Like if you had a blow up or a bad night and someone's like, yeah, what's different about you tonight versus last night? You're like, you know, I'm not really proud of how that went down. Like to bring it up was just to add salt into a wound. And I kind of understood why Vanita felt the need to be like, can we just acknowledge how Craig is feeling? And then Naomi like really snaps at her. I was really taken aback by that because I feel like Naomi like usually does that to like Craig but I haven't really seen her do that to another girl no and to her to say shut up like I kind of wish I'm glad that Shep one thing Shep did right kind of had Vanita's back here like listen you can have a 10 year long friendship with someone but also like call out their behavior like I think there's loyalty I think real friendship is backing your friend but also calling them out on their shitty behavior and Vanita even said herself, she's like, I, I'm not trying to take sides. I'm just trying to mediate. 
And I'm trying yeah. to like, just say, hear him out, hear out his feelings. And Naomi like completely shut down and is like done. She's like already yeah. done with Benita, which I think is so immature. And I'm like, because she's like, listen to his feelings. You're going to end 10 years of friendship over that. Like you weren't that good of friends to begin with. That's what I was just gonna say. It shows like the friendship wasn't that strong. If the only way you can remain friends is if Vanita like almost like blindly follows whatever Naomi says, she's allowed to have her own opinions. I think some of my like best conversations are with my close friends who have different opinions than me because we can talk in a non combative, you know, it's more of like a healthy debate or conversation where like eyes are opened on both sides. And I always appreciate that. I wouldn't want somebody that's always just like, you're right. You're right. Oh, you're right. Even if I, like you said, if you're wrong, you will need a friend to call you out for it. And we see in the preview that Naomi tells them that they're not like, they're not friends anymore. And it's done to me. That's showing Naomi's immaturity, uh, and showing like, honestly, like I think kind of a little bit of being a spoiled brat. She's never really had to work. You know, she's kind of always had everything handed to her. I think Vanita's had a little bit of the same too, but you know, I think she's just used to everybody always agreeing with her. Um, also, were you just describing our friendship with Bravo? <laughs> what we can agree. We do agree. <laughs> we do. I was going to say, we do rarely agree. It's funny. Cause, uh, we were like texting with some of our friends and I was saying, I don't like real girlfriends of Paris. And you said, you love it. And everyone's like, oh no conflict. I'm like, oh, this is like the standard for us to not agree on Bravo stuff. Um, but I like that. I think it's like a good healthy debate. And I even think, you know, there's certain things about people, like if they strongly felt about something that's like controversial, it'd probably be hard to look over it. But like, I appreciate people who have different political views than me as well. And can talk about why they feel that way, their background and what, what it means to them. Cause it helps me understand the person more. And I think you and I have a lot of that too. Oh, absolutely. But, um, let's move on to the conga line, not heard around Come on, the world. everybody, baby, do that conga. No, you can't <laughs> control yourself any longer. This is rare. Usually you're the singer. So I know um, not there's, you're in a mood. It's Friday. She's singing. Tables are turning. Tables um, are turning. So Beverly Hills, what a chaotic episode and what a plot twist. Not only was this fight started, triggered by a 818 tequila, but also a conga line. I mean, I'm so confused. I have so many thoughts on this, all, all of this episode, like None of the racial or homophobic slurs brought up. So a part of me is like, are they focusing a lot on the conga and like the I'm going to bring down my sister because we're distracting from what else was said because they're trying to protect protect Kathy is Rinna exaggerating and overacting. Like it's just, it's a like, there's so much to break down at the end of the day. I'm like, I don't, I can't understand how a conga line would piss somebody off. Oh, I know. Well, and let, let's be honest. Like Kathy's always been a little Kathy. If you've watched Paris and love, this is a woman who's very used to like her way or the highway. I'm not saying this is good. And she's just very much like that. So the fact that no one wanted to do a conga line, I think the fact that no one wanted to drink her tequila, this was the moment when she snapped. I also think Rena would be the last person I would want to take me home because oh. one, Rena is, you know, eats Why me talks out of yeah, talks out of both sides of her mouth. Um, and the fact, I mean, Kathy's saying, I will fucking ruin you all. I will destroy Kyle and her family if if it's the last thing I do. I actually would not be surprised if Kathy said that. Um, I was listening to Reality Check 
um, with Amy Phillips and somebody called in and said, one thing we need to consider is the fact that like, look at the relationship with all the sisters. They've had a lot of moments where it's like spewed a lot of hatred. And they, we know that Kathy and Kyle didn't talk for a while. We know that Kathy, I mean, that Kim and Kyle have had issues. Um, and, you know, one thing I didn't think about is they were kind of thrown into acting at like a young age. And it was kind of how they like, I'm wondering, like someone said, it's like basically how they prove their self-worth to their mom. And so they're still fighting for that. Like I'm number one in mom's eyes. And so there could be a sense of like, I wouldn't say that Kyle's more successful than Kathy, because I think the Hilton family is just from a wealth perspective, it has a lot more old money um, and just like generational wealth than the Umansky family. Um, Cause we've heard stories of like, you know, Kyle and Mauricio kind of, you know, struggling financially and like being part of Rick's real estate group helped them. But I could see the sense of like Kyle being more recognizable and maybe being a better fit in the group being triggering for Kathy. And it goes back to like some of that childhood shit, which I had never thought of it. And it's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, absolutely. I mean, I think, wow, that's like, that's a really deep analysis. I, I, I'm fully on board with that. And I think there's so much truth to it, but I have no doubt. I mean, given how competitive, like Kathy out of the three Richard sisters, it seems to me that Kathy and Kim were always more tight knit. Kyle yes. was kind of like the odd man out. And at times, like she seems to be the common thread in terms of the rifts. I don't know if Kathy and Kim have had moments where they didn't speak. I, I, I mean, we're not privy to that, to my knowledge, at least. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just very fascinating to me. And it would not surprise me if she did say something so visceral like that. It's just, you know, what's the irony of it all, too. And listening to Rena talking about her dark behavior and like what she said, I saw a meme about this and I was like, oh my God, this is so true. It's like they shared the shots of Rena shouting and yelling and Erica, like, They've all have exhibited, quote, dark behavior and like, uh, you know, nonsense. They just did it on camera, whereas Kathy had it off camera. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a really good point that they've all they've all acted this way. And I think that's kind of why I'm like having a hard time believing Rena having to leave the party because she was so like PTSD from it because, or you know, Rena's thrown a wine glass at somebody. She's screamed and we've seen her do it this season. The way she reacted was Sutton. I just have a hard time believing that what Kathy did and said is that much worse than what any of the other women have done. And you never saw Rena like after, you know, Erica Jane is like in Sutton's face last season, like, or what, or what? And being like, that's not a threat. That's a promise. Like that to me is like, I would be shook if I was even near somebody talking to someone like that, just the way that like, she looked at her dead in the eye. And so I, I could appreciate feeling uncomfortable, but the way Rena was acting, like I have to go, I I just I can't. I'm yeah. still process. I'm like, no, you've done that to other people. Like I'm just not buying it. I know. Well, the thing is, like, and let's just say it. Like what we've heard, rumor has it, allegedly, 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 is that Kathy used a homophobic slur at a club towards an employee, and then like continued to spiral from there, which we a hundred percent do not condone. I don't like that's unless like horrible behavior this all started yeah. trickling out while filming like if you guys recall like all there were these all these like cryptic instagram posts and we're like what's that what the hell is happening in aspen and now we're to aspen so i'm curious to see like how this will continue to unravel and what they'll share from that agreed and i'm dying for this reunion i'll just say that um but yeah it's hard i mean it's it's hard to know what really happened let's look okay so we're at the party for um 
Crystal's birthday. Um, and I love that she said like three shaded all of them. I was like, it's my last year in my thirties. Um, I, I also find it so funny that she is the youngest of the group, but hands down the most mature. She though, um, you know, it's seeming like everyone's having a good time, you know, except for Rinna. Um, I love though. So Dorit and Erica are talking and I kind of feel like Dorit was trying to get Erica to be a little bit more upset about it. But the whole thing about the real, the fact that Garcelle discussed the earrings on her talk show, The Real, um, and she, you know, didn't give Erica a heads up. And Erica, I thought, like, I was so impressed by the way Erica handled the whole situation. Like, I'm like, okay, can we have more of that, Erica Jane, please? Oh, I couldn't agree more. I was completely blown away by her. And I went on Instagram and I was like, okay, guys, like, if Zen Erica had showed up, and was like, even though she was completely monotone and nasally yeah. like this, if she had gone that approach the entire time, like that calm, like I think she could have really flipped the perspective oh, that we have sure. as fans. Like I was like, where is this girl? Like she, you know, I I actually was like, I agree with her. I a hundred percent agreed. I love the way she approached Garcelle. I think Garcelle was kind of caught like, you know, between her legs and didn't know what to do. Um, and was like, well, fuck, she's actually really calm about this. And yeah. if I were, I would have wanted that if I were Erica. I think she could have given her heads up. And then I even, think a heads up, yeah, would have been like the nice move and probably the right move, honestly. Yes, I 100%. And even Erica's apology to Sutton. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I'm actually, this is the thing. It's like, I, part of me is like, do I want to like Erica? Because I'm actually liking her. And I like the way, too, that Garcelle obviously was caught off guard by it. But when Erica goes, it's cool. I appreciated Garcelle saying, no, it's not. Cause you're clearly, I, it clearly hurt you. And for that, I'm sorry. I'm like, this is how you give an apology. Like you don't say I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry for the way it made you feel. You just truly say, I am sorry. Um, the art of an apology, Gabby Aiden, never, uh, never forget. Exactly. But, but I um, will say our girl Garcelle, she kind of doubled down on it and watch what happens live. I know. And said she would have like done the same thing again. This, and I was kind of like, that's kind of shitty Garcelle. Listen, like I'm love Garcelle. I love how real she is and like no bullshit, but I'm like, okay, I, I actually do think you should have given her a heads up. I a hundred percent think a heads up was due just because one, she had just filmed it prior to Aspen and Erica knew that like it, it aired after, but she knew that like that the taping of it happened before. I think as they were discussing it, not in the moment when she was like freaking out, but I think when they were like snowmobiling and all that, I think Garcelle could have said, look, we're really getting along. I want us to stay on this good path. I just need to let you know that part of my job is responding to things in the news and you've been in the news and I responded um, regarding the earrings. And I, you know, I just want to give you a heads up that this is going to happen. I think, and she could have said like, I really would rather not talk about it. We can talk about it after it airs if you'd like, but you know, just, I think a heads up would have been really nice. And it's not like she's like breaking any, like, this wasn't like this, like a big secret reveals episode. Like, Oh, how does Garcelle really feel? We can't tell anybody. I mean, she's made it pretty clear. So I think the heads up was due. I really like the way that Erica responded though, and just kind of let it go. They didn't drag it out. Um, I'm actually like, I'm really enjoying Erica, but I'm not, I'm not sure if I enjoy it. I don't know how to word this, but like, Kathy, the way she just sat there, I was like, you know, well, if she needed to leave, she needed to leave and like was so calm and was like, you know, if I'm the toe that broke the camel's back and all this, it's kind of like, I don't know, from a fan perspective, I love 
Kathy is a villain. I'm just going to say it. She's the unexpected villain and she's kind of okay with it. I was just going to ask you about villain and how Erica, in my opinion, is a perfect villain. Um, I think Erica is the villain of villains and housewives. I agree. I think she is definitely, I think she's the biggest villain, but I think she's the expected villain. We all kind of knew as soon as all this lawsuit stuff was coming up and the way she was responding and acting and, you know, what about the victims? What about me? The Kathy Hilton piece was just so unexpected to me. And I was like, I kind of like enjoy Kathy as the villain more than I'm enjoying Erica. That That's a fair take. And I did not expect her to show up at that party. As if nothing happened. Like it was like almost out of a movie. Like it was just so like, I don't want to say cold, but I mean, she, it was like, she truly was unaware and just enjoying the party. And I think that's what pissed off Rena the most. I think Rena wanted to bring Kathy down, but she wanted Kathy to like, I think she wanted to see Kathy grovel and like, you know, have Kathy be like, Oh, Rena, like, thank you so much. Like, I think like Rena wanted the upper hand and Kathy wasn't giving it to her. And so I think Rena left probably to devise a, you know, a, scheme up a way that she can bring Kathy Hilton down. And I think ultimately that's what Rita wanted to do as, and we've seen it in the past that she's done this with anybody who gets a little bit more popular than her. Rena finds a way to destroy them. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick little break from our ad partners at Organifi. Um, Abby, it's getting a little cooler here in Kansas city. I don't know what the weather is like for you in St. Louis, but it's actually feels like sweater weather today. And what better way than to enjoy a nice warm cup of gold chocolate from Organifi. It's filled with all the yummy stuff. And also they have a pumpkin flavor. So again, guys, Organifi makes juicing easy. It takes away the stress of buying all these different ingredients and then getting hardly anything out of it where you feel like you spent like 50 bucks and you have four ounces to show for it. Organifi takes all the work out of it for you. So they have the Organifi gold um, in pumpkin and in chocolate. These are meant to be enjoyed warm. It's a nice way to kind of unwind and relax in the evening um, versus having like a glass of wine. This is something that you like feel good and you wake up feeling really good too. So we do still have our partnership with them where you can get your 20% off. So please don't forget to go to Organifi.com slash Real Moms or use promo code Real Moms to get 20% off. Okay. Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, Atlanta is just, you know, enjoyable. Part two of the reunion. I I do feel like this reunion could have just been two parts. I think I'll just say it. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I agree. Could have been two parts. But um, all that being said, it was, you know, I always feel like when you're watching Atlanta, it's like light. It's fun. It's not, you know, that deep. Um, It's just enjoyable. I Well, I should take that back. It is deep. Sorry. I mean, like, it's just light. You don't feel... Like you're going to have like an anxiety attack after watching it. That's what I really mean. But um, I yeah. left a couple of things. You laugh. That I, yes. Thank you. You laugh at it. Yeah. Thank you. I A couple of things that stood out to me, Kenya group dating that just like made <laughs> me laugh and like so Kenya-like um, and the way she likes able to glaze over it with Andy. Like she's so good at working with working Andy. I feel oh, like. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I even love like when Andy's like, what am I saved at in your phone? And she's like, you're saved as Andrew Rich, bitch. Like, I mean, she's just so quick. I I love Kenya. I'm just going to say it. 
Yeah. I mean, the evolution of Kenya is like wild, but yeah, so we lo- we're loving Kenya. I also am laughing that FaceTimes, it's like, okay, forget props. Now we're moving on to the FaceTime calls with people in terms of receipts. Like watch Atlanta be the trend. We're going to continue to see this. I'm predicting it. It's going to be the thing. So now Anthony, this man who's like literally talking out of both sides of his mouth between Drew and Sheree. And not only did he say he didn't call him gay, but also that Sheree did pay. Like it was just like he was literally like talking out of both sides of his mouth, which made me laugh because he definitely lied to both of them. Um, yes. But of course, they're still going to go out at each other versus blaming him. Like it just to me reminds me of like two girls who are caught dating the same guy, but end up blaming each other and not the guy. Like, I feel like that's what Anthony just did to the both of them. Uh, yeah, I, I like it was interesting. I think he definitely played both of them. And I think Drew's most upset because she got played on TV with him because he was like, I mean, I never said that. And I, I kind of felt bad for Drew in that moment because I think Sheree just Sheree wanted to just make her look bad. And I think Anthony lied to both of them. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was not, I was not expecting like Sheree just, but hold on, let's call him. It's like she had practiced with him. She knew that he was going to take her side. Oh, for sure. He's got more to benefit on being Sheree's side than Drew. Like let's be real. Um, also I really want Marlo and Kenya to be on the same side again. I, I kind of get, I get sad about that. I missed kind of them being friends. I will say like, say what you want about Marlo. A lot of people actually, let me ask you this. A lot of people, including Candy felt like Marlo felt like super scripted, like kind of fake in all her responses, like not genuine in her apology, like giving, um, I'm not saying it's a sob story because I do feel for her, but kind of like, just, I don't know. They just felt like it didn't feel authentic. Did you feel that from Marlo? Uh, at times I definitely felt like it seemed like she had practiced responses. Um, I do like, I think it's hard because I think Marlo, I, as much as I, I wanted her to have a peach. Like I'm like, is she better as a friend of? Like I think the whole re like being part of a whole reunion, even though she's probably part of 75% of it before. Um, I wonder if it just like wore her out more. It's a long day, and I don't, I don't know. I just felt I did feel some like some of it was not um, genuine. What did you think? You know, I'm a sucker for like a sob. Like just I, I tend to be like more naive and like, oh, well, Marlo is, you know, she's apologized. I'm that's like where I tend to go until I'm like, wait a second. Like maybe she is playing it a little bit. It was a I mean, I, I see both sides. I listen, like I'd rather have that Marlo than someone who like doubles down Erica Jane doesn't apologize. So I guess that's how I look at it. But um, well, that's Atlanta. So next week is part three. Um, Salt Lake is going to be premiering next week. So lots and lots of good new stuff coming. Winter, Winter House is coming soon. So um, lots of stuff to chat about. Potomac, but, not, not oh, that far yeah. away. Potomac. I cannot wait for Potomac. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for Potomac. So I'm excited for this. So let's get to our shout out. Um, Abby, what is your shout out? So I have two this week. It- it was hard for me to narrow down to just to just one. Um, so my first shout out goes to you. Um, you your last few days at 36. So Vanessa's having her birthday over the weekend. And I hope you have the best birthday ever and have such a great time. And uh, for those of you 
feel like everyone knows. I mean, Vanessa is like the heart and soul of real moms. I would never have done this on my own without Vanessa telling me to do it multiple times. Um, and so just a shout out to you and how much I love you. But I also, you're welcome. I'm at 37 is going to be our year. I can feel it. I feel like I really, I'm like, shit, we're pushing 40 now. (laughs) Well, let's not, let's not think about that part of it. let's just think about all the good things that are going to happen. But I also want to give a shout out to all of the NICU moms, Vanessa, you're included in this. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail um, for privacy of my friend, but I have a friend who recently joined that club. Her baby was born very early weighing in at one pound, three ounces. I got to see him. Um, It is like, for me, just even as a friend, like a good friend of somebody, it is very emotional seeing such a small, like, cute, perfect little baby, but like hooked up to so many machines, you know, to, in order to touch them, you know, it's through the little like incubator isolate. It just, it's, it's very emotional, even for a friend. I can't imagine those emotions for a mom. Like I think about, you know, when you think about delivering a baby, you kind of picture it in the room with you and your time in the hospital spent really cuddling with the baby and having the nurses help you take care of the baby. You don't envision that you're going to be sitting in this room without it. And so I just want to give a shout out to all you NICU moms. I am sure it is an emotional, challenging journey. Um, and you know, maybe not one you feel like you get to talk about enough unless it's to other NICU moms. So I just want to give you guys a shout out. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, mine is not as, <laughs> not as sweet, <laughs> like, it's really sweet. Mine goes out to diet Coke for keeping mm, me going. No, no I was going to say, well, it's kind of similar. I was going to say to mercury and retrograde because of all the celebrity <laughs> gossip we've gotten. I mean, Adam Levine scandal, we're going to go into it in Patreon, um, everything with the Royal family. I just felt like this past week, it felt like the most crazy headlines kept coming out and the most wildest thing. And as someone who loves pop culture, I, I just, <laughs> It really got me through the week. <laughs> to be honest, it got me through the week. I really appreciated it. So, um, and sometimes that's all it takes. So, if we help you get you through your week, um, thank you so much for listening. Something that would really, really help us is if you guys take a second to give us a five star rating or a written review. Um, we're going to be heading out to BravoCon here soon, and we're going to try to like set up some interviews with some of your favorite Bravo labs. We're going to see what we can work there. So that definitely helps and gives us more credibility. And then if you want to join Patreon, that's another way to support us. It's an easy way to support us. It's only as little as three to five dollars. Um, to join, um, we will go into some more pop culture headlines like Adam Levine and sharing all our take regarding that. So you don't want to miss out on the fun. And with that, we'll check you next week. Growing a business brings pressure. It's not easy to maintain momentum and still keep employees engaged. Fortunately, there's Insperity. Their scalable HR solutions help me with hiring, training, HR administration, and compliance while giving my employees competitive benefit options. When my people are able to thrive, my business can adapt and prosper. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Insperity, HR that makes a difference.